do do. Hello, that was ooh barracuda. Do 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 do. Hi guys. Sorry that's two songs in a row. You heard the theme song and then I sang over it with a completely different tune. Sorry, I'm shuffling around these papers over here on the side. Focus, get your crocus on. Krogus Entertainment. Are you guys ready for some Krogus Entertainment brought to you by Krogus Cheeses? That's right, our first sponsor. It's it's Krogus Cheeses and Appliances. That's right, they make cheeses and appliances and the name that you can count on you all know the name say it with me krogus <laughs> with, a k, with a k and an r and an o and a g and a u and a, a s that spells us it's krogus hi what's up you guys hello everyone out there listen up hey um, I'm in such a spunky mood. I'm spunk ass. I'm spunking everywhere. I've just done, uh, I've just done a lot of guitar. I played a lot of guitaring and I did that after I finished my tax return for last year. I know it's super late, but I did it. It's done. I did it. And I am so proud of myself. I probably did it all wrong. I probably did it all wrong and that's fine. Because, um, that's fine, I hope. Because maybe if I did it wrong, but not so bad wrong, that I won't have to go to jail. Maybe they'll be like, hey, you missed this part and this part is weird, so just give us money. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I know, I, I sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Here's some money. And I hope that's the worst of it, because I wouldn't last long in jail at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't last in jail at all. You know what I mean? I would I wouldn't last a I wouldn't last a hot minute in jail. Especially if they put me in mail jail. If they put me in mail jail, which let's face it, they probably would, you know? They'd be like uh, should, uh, Look at your balls. Look at your Adam's apple. Look at the way you sound. Guys, I'm not a passable woman. Let's just face it. Um, obviously. But um but you can't break my spirits. That's not going to break my spirits. The only thing that can break my spirits is jail right now. And um, I, I, I'm i not going to jail for at least a month because I think it'll take them a month to process it. So I'm going to enjoy this last month of my freedom before the government comes to whisk me off to prison for not properly reporting um, my expenses while I was on the road. I wouldn't last long at all in prison, man. I'm, I would just, people would just take my lunch. That's how bad it would get. People would just come up to me and be like, your lunch is mine now. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for taking my lunch. They would make me thank them and I would thank them for taking my lunch. That's how bad it would be. I wonder if I would ever get hard in prison, you know? That would be the only thing maybe to harden me. Because I'm unhardenable. I'm soft and smushy as... I'm as soft and smushy as it gets, I think. It's just so complacent. That's not the word. Just so... Um... Agreeable. So... 
Oh, there's another word. Impressionable. Not impressionable even. Just so easy to manipulate. Naive, you know? And pacifist. I don't have a tough bone in my body. I'm in the last prison at all. So, fingers crossed that I did my taxes correctly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was putting it out for so long, but I finally did it. And I'm feeling fantastic. I feel great. That is such a huge weight off my shoulders. I'd been putting it off for like five solid months, you guys. Just thinking about it in the back of my head. Just staring at me from my to-do list. While I just keep adding things all around it. Just burying it in my to-do list. But I finally did it. I spent the day. I took the day off. And I spent the day. And I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. It's done. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. It feels like a huge... It feels like my stress centers in my brain have been uh, ectomied, right? Ectomy is a removal. I've had, or an otomy? What's, is it an otomy? Appendectomy. Yeah, right? That's removal. So I've had a stress brain ectomy, otomy. I've had a stress brain, stress ectomy. A giant massive, a giant mass of... A malignant stressectomy. No, wait. A giant mass of malignant stress. There it is. That's it. A giant mass of malignant stress has been lobotomized from my lobe. Uh, not my earlobe. Ha ha ha. What the fuck am I talking about? Hey guys, lots going on this week. I have a lot to talk about, by the way. Uh, I should stop fiddling with stuff on my desk because you guys are going to hear that in the background. Just moving shit around. So unnecessary. You guys, I'm just in a great, happy times mood until I go to jail. Uh-oh. Don't send me to jail, please. Unless it's the cutie pie jail for being too goddamn cute. Um, I saw Rage Against the Machine this week. On Thursday. That's uh, as of this recording. Five days ago, I saw Rage Against the Machine with my roommate and friend. Well, uh, a former roommate. Current friend, Steven. As you recall, if you're an old enough listener to the podcast, I used to have a roommate and friend named Steven. Now we're just friends. Aww. Now we're no longer roommates, but we're friends. But fear not, we're going to be roommates again in September because we're moving back in again. Anyways, totally unnecessary information. Sorry, not sorry. I have to tell you everything. <laughs> All the time. Um, so I went with my, my best friend in the world, Steven, and I went with my other best friend in the world, Omid, and I went with Omid's best friend in the world, his wife, Samantha, and we went and we saw Rage Against the Machine, and it was so sick. It was awesome. It was great. Uh, and Run the Jewels opened for them, and that was cool, too. I really couldn't hear what they were saying very much, so it was just kind of rap rhythms and just a guy kind of vaguely in the background being like, and then the crowd would go every time they would throw it to the crowd you know so it was just you know it was great i mean i enjoyed it in my head the whole time i was like i wonder what they're saying i bet it sure sounds great i bet it sure is tight as the rappers would say um but yeah Oh man, the concert was so great. 
Um, somebody got taken down right in front of us. Somebody got tackled from behind. It happened so suddenly. I was sort of, and I wasn't even looking in the right direction. At different points in the concert, I, I kind of fell into a spell of um, wonder, wonderment, looking around the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto at all of these people who had gathered and like every time the lights were up on the crowd, you could kind of, you could just see the people in like the seating sections. Everybody was always on their feet. Everybody was always vibing out. Uh, nobody was sitting on their tuchuses. Everybody was jumping and swinging their heads and stuff. So it was really cool to just take a second and look all around me and just see how transcendent that feeling is like a giant mass of people all sharing this profound common rock and roll experience this invigorating oh entrancing and it was so awesome man they they played so tight i mean there were a couple points where i really sincerely felt i don't know if i'm being overly sensitive because how dare i say anything against this uh touring band although it's been a while since they've been on tour um but it felt at some points like the drummer like tom morello came in with a rhythm and then the drummer came in and slowed it way down. So it almost felt like the tempo of these songs would change halfway through. I don't know if anybody who's who was at any of the Toronto Rage concerts can corroborate this, but it felt, I don't know, the musical brain, the musical ear in me uh, heard tempo changes and was like, am I imagining things or are they like changing the song half halfway through, you know? But that's my only complaint. I mean, it was great. One guy got tackled in front of us. That was cool. He got taken down like a lion takes down a gazelle. You know, he was kind of running away from us. And then security just sort of jumped on top of his shoulders like a backpack. And then took him down like a backpack. <laughs> and he kind of fell on his face. That was pretty cool. Oh, also at one point, my roommate and, and former friend, my current friend. No, wait. Oh, I got that mixed up. Oh, uh, oh, geez, I screwed that up. My former roommate, current friend, Stephen. Oh, this is it's so hard to keep track now. You know, I can't wait to be roommates again. So it's just easier. Um, but there was somebody crowd surfing, somebody getting crowd surfed and he was getting surfed towards the back. And we were standing. We were in the general admission section on the floor. But we are far back, far back enough that like none of us were at all interested in moshing. None of us wanted to really get into the thick of things. All of us wanted a bit of space. Um, a couple of us were wearing masks as a precaution. So we just wanted, you know, we're concert goers who enjoy vibing to the music. But we don't, uh, at least my friends don't like dance or jump or like get into it. They, they're the They're the head bobbing type, you know? And they love it nonetheless. And then, but me, I'll like really get into it. I'll jump around and stuff, but I won't mosh, you know, I'll, I'll keep to my little tiny, uh, four foot squared cubicle, you know, no, but not bothering nobody swaying around, bopping my head, jumping in place. Uh, but at one point somebody got crowd surfed all the way back to us. And then the people in front of us just sort of dumped him. They just sort of like without even looking behind them, just threw this guy behind us. Because I don't, I don't, I think in our section, nobody wanted any part in this. Like we were the section of people far back enough that we were like, we just want to enjoy the experience. And so somebody crowd surfing way out of their jurisdiction, 
back to us. But he kind of got tossed right into my friend's arm like a baby. It was so funny how he caught him. He caught him perfectly like you would catch, like like a groom would carry his bride through a hotel room. You know what I mean? Like so gently and lovingly, my roommate caught him like a like a groom catches a bride. And they kind of shared a look. The guy drunkenly looked up at my roommate and was like, "Hell, thanks." And then my roommate put him down and uh, looked down at his arm in disgust and horror because this guy was a sweaty, gross, disgusting mess and he got and he got his sweat all over my friend. <laughs> my friend caught him because he would have fucking fallen right on his head. So my friend Steven saved this guy's life and was repaid by being drenched in this guy's disgusting beer sweat. Uh, but good for Steve out there saving lives. Um, uh, we saw a guy get cut by somebody after the concert. We went to get uh, street meat and there was a guy brandishing a knife just walking around with a bike. And he walked through our line that we were on and cut some gu some guy just in passing, just like swiped at him, which was kind of scary, but also not at the same time, like, I don't think he did any damage because the dude was like, what the fuck, that guy, that guy just cut me. Like, he wasn't in pain or anything. It was just so weird. The guy was like, hey, and then he yelled after him. He was like, what the fuck, man? And the guy on the bike just kept walking. And uh, it was so weird that it was anticlimactic. Like, a guy brandishing a knife and walking around, nobody really did anything. The guy was just like, hey. Fuck you, man! And then the guy on the bike just kept walking with his knife. And some of us in the group yelled after him. They are like, that guy's got a knife! But he just kind of disappeared around the corner. It was weird. Nothing really happened. A guy tried cutting someone with a knife. And everybody, I think we were all just so jacked up on Rage Against the Machine. That we were like, oh, cool. <laughs> Somebody almost died. Sick. I looked so foxy. If you go to my Instagram, I looked so hot in my uh, gold um, blouse top, I guess, and my leather skirt, short leather skirt. I, I dressed rock and roll, baby. And what's really cool is that, like, I kind of counted on this being the case, and my um, and it was confirmed. I that like this is a group. Rage Against the Machine is a pretty socialist left-leaning politically uh, group. And by the way, it's hilarious when like conservatives are like, I'm not listening to Rage Against the Machine anymore. And it was like, you fucking idiot. What did you think they stood for this whole time? Um, Anti-fascist, say it with me. Anti-fascist. There we go, great. Um, Rage is Antifa. And good for them. Um... But I dressed so cute, and I went out, and I counted on the fact that everybody would be pretty trans-friendly at a concert like that, because, like, Rage would be. Tom Morello was probably pro-trans. Zach De La Roca, I'm sure, is pro-trans as well. And so, uh, it was really nice. Everybody sm was smiling at me, everybody was having a good time. It just felt so great to be part of uh, an experience where everybody was just having a blast. And... People treated me kindly, with kind eyes, you know? I'm very sensitive to the way people look at me now. And uh, people treated me with very kind eyes. And then I walked home alone, and then some people treated me with gross eyes. 
So, you, you know, it just sort of happens, I guess. But God, I looked so cute. Uh, not even cute. I looked hot, you know? It was one of those times where I transcended cuteness into hotness. I looked fucking smoking. I looked so fuckable. Forgive me. Sorry, I just needed to say it. I looked fuckable. Truly. Um, and I walked home because I didn't, I didn't want to TTC home because I'm like, it was one of those feelings that I didn't want to let go to waste. I didn't, after my friends and I parted ways and they went to drive home, I was like, I want to strut. I want to go out and strut. I'm going to strut on the main streets, you know? So it's simultaneous, you know, I get more eyes on me and it's safer because there's more people. So that was really nice. I don't know. It was great. Um, but also, you know, it's hard to distinguish the nature of a stare because even at the concert at times, um, walking to the concert, people who weren't there to see rage, surely, and people who were just sort of in the neighborhood, I would get the full, uh, swivel head, you know, see somebody in my peripherals, like leaning in with their fucking shoulders staring at me, you know? Um, oh, I almost got solicited for prostitution. There's that too. When I was, uh, close to being home, I was like a block away from my door and a car slowed down and started kind of trolling beside me on the other side of the street. And, uh, the, he rolled down his window and I kind of glanced over and he sheepishly waved over and, you know, me being nervous Nelly me and not liking when people look at me kind of being really skittish about the way people look at me uh I sort of looked back down at my feet and I kept walking and and I could feel the car still trolling and I sort of looked up and he waved again and his window was down and so I was like you know what just for fucks let's engage and I stopped walking and I turned and I leaned against a light post and I said hey how's it going can I help you? And, and then he kind of went upon hearing my voice and then drove away. So there we go. Algus's voice does it again. Another man seduced by the sultry tones of my Bart Simpson voice. What man doesn't want to sleep with Bart Simpson? I ask you. I put to thee, who doesn't want to fuck Bart? I mean, he, he's, uh, what is he, grade, he's a 14-year-old, no, what is he, he's like 12 years old in the cartoon, but like, check it out, he's like 37 years old in real life years, you know, the seasons, the show's been on for 37 years or whatever, so you tell me, Bart Simpson's old enough to get laid, someone should lay me, please, someone lay with me, <laughs> uh, so that was fun, I mean, it's, I gotta say, it was, I didn't mind being solicited for prostitution. It felt nice. It confirmed that I was looking as hot as I felt I was. But not slutty. I mean, I don't know, maybe a little bit. It was a backless, it's a backless top. Not slutty, though. Leather skirt, backless top. I looked rock and fucking roll, you know? Uh, but it was funny seeing him wave at me. And then when he peeled out, I legitimately looked behind me to see if I mistakenly thought he was waving at me. I thought when he drove away, I wanted to just confirm that he was totally turned off by me. It would have been nice to turn around and see somebody behind me waving. Like, Duh! waving at him. And I would be like, oh, he was waving at his friend the whole time. 
But you know what? I'm just going to tell myself that that's what happened. I'm going to pretend that that's what happened. But that night, it was, uh, I remember, I wrote this down to discuss. And I won't get into it too much because I feel like I probably talk about this a lot on this on this podcast. But um, um, the nature of people staring at me, you know, because when I dress that not promiscuously, I don't even like provocatively, it wasn't even gross or slutty. It was like it was just hot, short leather skirt, backless top gold. I'm wearing like I accessorized on my hands with cool stuff. I looked like a rock and roll chick, you know, and um, I looked so good. So naturally people would turn and stare. So it's hard at that point. That's what I was struggling with. I was like, are people looking at me because their first impression is like, "Ooh, what a babe, you know, and then are they hooked and then they look and then they're like, OK, well, wait a second. That might not be the type of babe that I am specifically attracted to. That might not be the babe that I like. This might not be the pure cisgendered babe. God forbid she's trans, right? God forbid she's got a dick. Trust me, I know. Penises are so dumb. I can relate to people not wanting to sleep with me. <laughs> um... Uh, where was I? Yeah, so it's hard to, um, I'm, I'm, I have this, I had, so walking home, I wanted to strut my stuff, but I found myself, um, mired in a, in a complex. I, I came face to face with what a complex I'm dealing with in that I want to, I want to feel attractive and be, and make, make eye fuckies with people. But I'm also trying to preserve myself and save myself the humiliation because so often people will do that double take and then realize what I am and then uh, make it clear to me that they are horrified by my existence. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. Toronto is a very progressive place, but it just feels like a lot of people um, try and uh, don't either do little to mask their shame that they quote unquote were fooled i guess or um or maybe if they're just embellishing it just to save themselves yeah just to reassure themselves oh, i'm straight i'm straight guy it's fine girls are always nice most women will smile back one smiled at me last week in the park i was walking to a comedy show in like in cute little jean shorts and tank top and the oh, so it's I remember it in my head. It was just the sweetest, most endearing, wholesome smile that this girl smiled up at me with. And I, and I, of course, every time I make eye contact with people, I get scared and I look down at my shoes, and I got all bashful. And then I looked again at her, and she was smiling so wide that I was like, "This is a friendly smile. What are you doing, Algus? Smile back, Algus. Don't be afraid of a good friendly smile." And then I smiled back a big old smile. And then she winked at me and I felt my face get really hot and I knew I was blushing and then I couldn't take it anymore. And I looked back down at my feet and uh, I could and I walked past her and I just had the biggest smile and my face was all red and burning. I should have said hello. She was just that made my day. You never know when like a, a smile can make your day. 
Listen to me being so cliche. Who am I, Mary Poppins? And a smile can make your day. Smile at everyone you meet on the street. You never know who's fighting demons. Take a spoonful of sugar with your medicine. Medicine. They call it medicine. Um... Take a spoonful of sugar with your medicine and smile. Always bring a smile. Always smile at your medicine while you take a spoonful of sugar. Um, so I'm trying to work past, I don't know. I think I'm, I need to just engage. I think this is, you know, when I said that prison would make me get hard, maybe staring back at people will make me get hard. Who knows what'll make me hard? <laughs> will prison make me hard? I don't know. Maybe staring at people will make me hard. I gotta harden up, you know? Not be such a pushover. But um, that's how I think I should work on it, is just like buck up, stare back at these people. And if they... But there's a part of me that's just worried about like... Hostility. People just... You never know with some of these guys with their fragile fucking egos and their tempestuous fucking anger problems. Dudes will just go out here and punch me in the face because they don't think I'm a real woman. They think I'm fair game to just get knocked out. Oh, I was, uh, while I was boarding a subway car, one guy was like, homosexual, you stay away from me. Homosexual, you stay away from me. And he got, and he was really angry and he yelled that at me three or four times. And I was like, you stay the fuck away from me, dude. I'm minding my own business. Who is bothering who in this situation? You fucking asshole. This guy just fucking harassing me. And I just, you know, quietly just got on the fucking streetcar. And he got on and one more time, homosexual, you fucking stay away from me and then walk to the back of the streetcar i was like yeah why don't you fucking work on that huh i'm minding my own goddamn business these people man go fuck yourself i hope he gets i hope he chokes on a fucking pizza crust and like almost suffocates but is saved just enough that i mean and like a big shard of hardened pizza crust just stays wedged in his fucking esophagus I hope that pizza crust never stops. I hope that pizza crust doesn't stay away from his fucking esophagus. Fuck that guy, man. Why are people so hateful? Ugh, that is... That's, that's for the gods to decide. Um, what else? I have, I'm, like, running through this material. I had a lot to talk about. I've been writing about it all week. Uh, should I tell you guys an am I the asshole story? I gotta tell you, I've been very busy lately, and I have this note written here. Um, uh, I wrote that note twice. Um, a lot of people say I work so hard. Somebody told me that I when on the weekend I had four shows in a night, and I played three softball games in a row during the day. It was a busy day indeed. I played one softball game that I was scheduled for. And then it's a league, it's a comedian's league. It's a league of all these comedians and we all are all on different teams. 
And so everybody knows each other. It's really fun. Uh, nobody takes it too seriously. Thank God. Some people do, and it's annoying. But like, there are so few that um, it's a good time. And and uh, and by the way, I'll get to this in a minute. But I'm fucking good. I'm good at softball. I didn't know I was gonna be that good. Um. Okay. Anyways, I played three games in a row because I uh, teams were short a woman, and and you know what. The comedy community sees me as a woman, and that's really nice. These people are all my friends, and they're good people, and they're and they're good, and they're good people, and they're progressive. And so, rule league rules: you gotta have X amount of women on the uh, pitch, on the baseball pitch, at all times. So, uh, I played three straight games. I got recruited into three straight games, and I played so well. I'm getting so good at softball, you guys. I had some really good plays. Caught some balls, got some hits. I got a double play one time. Yes, I'm really good. I didn't realize that I would be so good at softball, but I'm just a natural athlete, you know? I'm just going to brag about that. I don't give a fuck. Have you seen my arms? Look at my arms on Instagram and tell me I'm not a natural athlete. It's my gift and my curse because here I am like kicking ass at pretty much every sport I ever pick up. And then the one thing that has always been my gift, my athleticism and just my natural leanness and fitness is now my undoing because uh, I get stared at and my arms just look like massive fucking pipes, my giant ass pipes trying to fit into a halter top dress and just with my fucking dodecahedrons popping out, my big old mammoth shoulders um oh yeah on that same streetcar trip that the guy said homosexuals stay away from me uh before that even happened these happened back to back one right after another uh while i was waiting for the streetcar a guy came up to me he was yelling at me first and i kept my head down because i didn't want to engage i knew it was going to be an embarrassing interaction but the guy was like yo nice arms yo look at you fucking you got some jacked ass arms dude and then came up to me and at least he wasn't so rude, but he was like, are you, he came up and he was, and he was like, oh shit, you're a woman? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh shit, oh, you're a trans woman? And I was like, yeah. So at least he continued to refer to me as a woman. And he was like, yo, yo, your arms are fucking huge, dude. He's like, <laughs> how much, how much is your max or something? He asked me something weird and vague, but sort of specific at the same time. He was like, how strong are you? How much can you do? And I'm like, what do you mean? How much can I do? And he's like, yo, I don't know how much your arms, how much can you do? And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, I haven't worked out my arms in three years. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. He didn't believe me. And I'm like, hey, Fucking, do you think I would lie about this? I don't want these arms. I, I wish it wasn't the case. I haven't worked out in three goddamn years. I don't want these arms anymore. You can have them. They're But I know some people are like, they're great arms. And there are some pictures I look at where I'm like, yeah, my arms are pretty sweet. But they're also uh, very manly. Anyways, where was I with that? Um, oh, so uh, I I revealed during that day of softball that I was going to play three games and then I was going to do four shows at night. And somebody was like, wow, I dare anyone to say they're harder working than Al Val. 
and, then I, and I had to laugh because I don't really consider myself very hardworking. And this is the thing. This is what I realized when I thought about it afterwards. Nobody's ever really called me hardworking. <laughs> First of all, because I'm not, I mean, in my family, I'm, I feel like everybody's always kind of thought me to be the lazy one. And they're not entirely wrong. I was always a natural at stuff and, and like, I never really, I don't know. I always wanted to be a comedian so I wouldn't have to work so hard. And here I am with this uh, career that's taking off. And I've never worked harder in my goddamn life. And I wanted to be a comedian so I wouldn't have to work hard. And go figure, what makes you a successful comedian is outworking everybody around you. So took me long enough to learn that. But at 34 years old. But this is the thing is I'm not a self-motivator. I'm not good at motivating myself. And all these uh, and and everything that's happening for me is is a momentous thing. You know what I mean? It's all built on momentum. It's all this incoming. I, I don't. I was never good at selling myself. I was never good at going out and getting bookings. And I still am not. I'm still shitty at that stuff. So this, these, everything that I'm working on, everything that I'm doing has been, has come from the outside, has been people approaching me to do sets and spots and bookings. It's my, my career is this beautiful locomotive that is self-generating and just the momentum is, it just handles itself, which is pretty spectacular. So really, I'm, I don't, it's not that I work hard, it's that I just say yes to everything. <laughs> and then I have to fucking do it. Otherwise, uh, uh, somebody's going to feel bad and I'm going to go to bad go jail. And I don't want to go to bad go jail. I don't want to be a bad go. I don't want to be bad. I'm not going to jail. So that's the distinction. I don't know if I'm a hard worker or if I just say yes to stuff and then have to do it. You know? That's a difference. That's got to be a difference. Um. Oh, after the Rage concert, I went to Imperial Pub in Toronto, and there were rats everywhere. <laughs> rats everywhere. I went on their uh, patio. Imperial Pub is near Dundas Square, and if you're not from Toronto, it is our basically our Times Square. It's tall buildings. They're super lit up. We have, like, an entertainment hub. I don't know what to call it, like a, a stage with, like, fountains and stuff. That's pretty much our as close as it gets aesthetically to Times Square. Lots of shopping all around and big businesses, lights and advertisements, huge, huge um, video billboards. Uh, is that what they're called? I don't know. Um, so anyways, there's a pub right, right next to it called Imperial, and they used to run open mics all the time there. There was always something going on. It was a, it was a new producer every month. Like, producers would come... And start a show at Imperial and realize it wasn't working. And then they would go. Imperial was always a place where you could go to. If there were eight people in the room, then that was a successful night. But Imperial did still teach me a lot about like how to make a, a small room work. You got to make it work. Even if two people are in there, you got to make it work, baby. And that shit will make you a strong comic. Anyways, I went to Imperial Pub and I had some drinks on my own because I still didn't want to go home and I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to show off. But uh, apparently I only attract mice. <laughs> That's, those were the only things I was attracting that night. Because this rat, this rat like ran up to me 
and it got so close and I didn't and I kind of waggled my arms around like an inflatable tube man just to get it to realize that I don't know I didn't want a fucking rat right next to me so I started waving my arms around to be like yo fuck off don't get too close I don't know it was it was a bold rat and then I looked down at street level, the the patio is a rooftop patio, and I looked down at street level, and man, motherfucker, there were three rats running around out on the street right next to the sidewalk. So, uh, I don't know if I just incriminated Imperial Pub, but they got a rat problem. <laughs> they got a mouse problem. Rat, mouse, I don't know. I can't be arsed to know the difference, so don't even fucking challenge me on that. I don't care. You guys, the whole last podcast, I told you guys how little I know about the difference between orange pico and English breakfast. So don't you dare expect me to know the difference between mice and rats. Ah, see, now I'm actually genuinely curious, and now I kind of want to look it up, though. See, now I want to look it up. Ah, crap. Curiosity had got the better of me. Mouse versus rat difference. Uh, rats and mice are both rodents, so look similar. The biggest difference is their size. Rats are larger and heavier, while mice have smaller, slender bodies. That's what I thought. And that's why I thought it was a rat. Because he was a big fucker. He was a chunky boy. Yeah, he was a rat. For sure. Like, why don't they just call them the same thing? Well, I guess because they're not. (laughs) I'm looking at pictures of rats versus mice. More blunt. Uh, see, they're just so similar that at this point, just call them the same thing. Call them little mouse and big mouse. You know what I mean? Um, so sorry, this uh, show was brought to you by Krogus and Anti brought to you and brought to you against Imperial Pub. <laughs> Isn't that okay? Would that ever be a thing where you're like sponsored by someone and then you have an anti sponsor where it's just a company that you talk shit about that you de advertise them? You like, you know, that could be fun. Is that a thing? Is that a funny idea? This, this, uh, yeah. Like if companies paid you to deduce a smear campaign, an anti ad. You know what I mean? Like if if I went on the podcast and I was like, this podcast was brought to you by Burger King. Burger King, eat right. It is not brought to you by McDonald's. They take a shit on the bun sometimes. Be careful. You don't know what their meat is made of. It could be made of cat piss and shit and stuff. God, man, that could have been so much funnier if I was better at improvising. I kind of want to do that bit again. Ugh. That was one of those cases where I where I stopped acting natural because I knew that I had to come up with something and then I overthought it and all I could come up with was shitting on a bun and cat piss and shit. So that was such a good idea and then if and then I blew it. Yo blow it. So that's an Adam Sandler thing. Speaking of, he's in town, so I hope I run into him. I probably won't because tomorrow is my last night in Toronto before I fly out to Just for Laughs, baby. I'm going to have the best time. I could have stayed an extra day, but I didn't know that I could ask, which is classic Alval. I do, I do things that are frustrating sometimes, you know, that's just me. 
See, that's why I wouldn't. Maybe if I get hard, then I'll be able to ask for an extra day. But that is so anti-hard, Alval. That's me not being hard and not knowing that I can literally just make a request and people won't think I'm difficult to work with. You know? Jesus. Anxious Val over here. So, but either way, um, that is a small annoyance in what will be an otherwise amazing trip. I used Saturday those four shows. It is incredible what four shows in one night will do to tighten up your set. It will change things. You will, um, since everything will is so fresh and you're basically repeating it less than half an hour in between, um, it's just so easy to like lock new stuff into place and to riff a little bit and to expand and tighten up and do all of these amazing things. I still don't have a closing line to my uh, closing joke, which is a concern, but I have two shows. One show tomorrow, one show Wednesday to to put the finishing touches on this thing. But I also realize that I love to improvise and maybe I need to realize this thought crossed my mind. Maybe I need to realize that instead of being so specific about what I need to about getting all this material tightened. Um, what I inevitably do in, at all these tapings, I still leave myself room to riff and to say funny and to just relax and improvise and say shit off the top of my head. And that has never failed me. In fact, it's made my set stronger. So all this worrying about what I'm going to say, I have to trust myself by now because I, I've been kicking ass, man. Every taping that I've done, every festival that I've done, I've been out fucking standing and i'm not about to break that streak your baby is on fire and dude i put i put together this 10 months in a month and a half which feels impressive to me you know what i mean 10 tight ass fucking rocking minutes uh i'm just turning over material like nobody's business and i'm so proud of myself i feel so good my taxes are done i don't have to worry about that i am flying i'm flying now it's great. Um, let's see. I talked about mice slash rats. Big fucking rats. Um, shit, I just erased something else. Uh, well, I only have like three minutes left, so I might call this one early because I don't have much else to say. I don't even know if I said this, but I'm going to I'm going to say this so I can cut this out of my notes. But a long time ago, I thought this would be a funny prank. If you walk by a barbershop or a hair salon where somebody is getting their hair done and in plain sight, uh, just press your face up to the glass out of curiosity so that you get you get their attention and then make a disgusting face, make a disgusted face and then walk away. So that the person feels like this haircut <laughs> is awful. And you know what? I just now realized it's good that I said it on this episode because I just gave myself a swift slap in my own face after talking so at great lengths about people making disgusted faces at me and how self-conscious that makes me and how um, ashamed it makes me feel. And then here, here I go like a fucking hypocrite and an asshole telling you to go do that to someone else when they're getting a fresh cut that's just who am i what are my values 
What are your values, Alval? Well, I don't know, but you know, that either way, maybe in order to obtain better values, I need to get some Krogus products. That's right. This podcast was brought to you by Krogus. Krogus. We're always on your side. Krogus. This podcast was not brought to you by James. Get a load of that guy. Look at him over there. James. Hey, James. Mind your own business. James is always nosing in other people's businesses, talking about them behind their backs. This podcast was brought to you against James. James. Stay away from James. <laughs> That's the tagline. Stay away from James. This podcast was brought to you by Krogus. Always on your side. This podcast was brought to you against James. Stay away from James. Okay, that's really stupid. Anyways, um, that's it. That's it for the week. I will come back next week with stories, tales, yarns even. A whole yard of yarns to spin for my tales at Just for Laughs. I will be a Just for Laughs gala veteran. Last year I was a new face. This year, I'm an old face. Fuck yeah. I aged a, a year, and I'm old now. I'm one of the veterans. New face last year, old face now. Oh, and also congratulations to all the new faces that are doing new faces on JFL this year. Allie Pierce is doing new faces, and she and I are doing that co-headlining week for JFL Toronto. So uh, look out for her. Her star is shining, and she's a cool cat. Um, Olivia Pierce, or no, Olivia Pierce, Jesus Christ, did I, Ali Pierce, Ali Pierce, I'm also thinking of my roommate, Olivia Stadler, she's super funny, she's a great comic, you should check her out too, check all these people out, they're awesome, they're great, okay, and I'm, and I'm great, and I'm gonna be great, and I'm gonna do great, and I'm gonna go to JFL and be great, and you guys are gonna be hearing lots more from me, and this podcast is gonna get so totes upgraded to like a cool video portion and all that stuff. All that stuff that I can't be arsed to do now, but will when my career has a little um, bump, little fucking launch, a little bit more launching. I'm going to put out more TikTok videos too. This is absurd that I'm, that I'm telling myself that my thoughts aren't good enough for TikTok. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's enough. Um, have a good week, you guys. I'll be back next week, and I can't wait to share my stories with you guys, okay? Have a good week. Be safe. Be good. Love you. Bye.